I'm avoiding starting because I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was just hoping that you would start and then say something. Can, 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 we, uh, can we actually keep these for outtakes now? Yeah. Because it's going to reach a point where we need these. Yeah, we can just have outtakes of anything. Yeah. Like, we can just, I don't really know, to be honest. Oh, we're we're going to sit on the floor. Jeff. The chair was too squeaky, so yeah, my floor. co-host is now sitting on the floor. We should probably start by introducing ourselves. Um, and I'd just like to welcome the four people that are listening. Hi, Mum. To the... I left a nice little blank there so that we could put the title in later because I do not know what we're going to call the this. The genius of ourselves. The genius, yeah. That's not what we're going to call the podcast because that would be terrible. No. Cool. It is going to stop recording in a second, isn't it? No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyway... Mainly because the laptop looked like it froze almost at one point. Almost, but it didn't. Everything's fine. Don't worry, listeners. We're still going to go on for another 59 minutes of terribleness that you can listen to for free. Maybe I'll make you pay. I don't know. So, my name is Asa Weemi. My co-host is Adam Foley. We... How did we meet? I can't remember. Um, we met... Uh, we went to the same secondary school. That's true. And then... Queen's Park Community School, which was a pile of... Fucking donkey shit. Yeah. Apart from, like, two teachers and a few people. Us being a few people. Yeah. <laughs> so there was us, one teacher, if that. Two? Two, yeah. Two, two is awesome. A maths teacher that we had. Although... He owes us a trip to London Zoo still. Yes. He promised us a trip to London Zoo if we all got certain grades. And we, we all did. All, we all did. We never got that trip to London Zoo. So... That was five or six years ago now, but I'm thinking if we went back now, we could still get that. No, no, no. try. I, I think I remember speaking to him and asking myself, and he's like, yeah, 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 if you can get everyone together, we'll go. You, I think he wants to meet up with everyone again. But the difficulty there is finding everyone. Yeah, that's why he said, he's clever, see? Yeah. That's why he said get everyone together, because he knows that's physically impossible, because not enough people will give a shit. Who's, it, who's in our class as well? Me. Us two. You. Peter, that's impossible already now. Peter. He's in the country. He's in a different country, so that's a good start. Um, I don't know anyone else. Who was there? Kit, uh, fucking annoying in our class. Uh, Yakov. Yeah. And Kit was at one point where he got kicked out, didn't he? Yeah. There so are? now, I think so. So now we're just naming people that nobody knows about. <laughs> so that's good. Our, our audience is already widening <laughs> by us just naming people nobody understands any reference to. So that's that's a good, good start. Fantastic. Um, a podcast yeah. especially without a name. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to how we met. That was... Yeah. That's oh, how, yeah. how did we meet, Adam? Tell that story. Yes, I, I remember most of it. I was hanging out with two people, mutual friends, that we never hung out with together. And really? they were, Who? I think it was Munoir. No, it was Berard Munoir Winston. Oh, uh, Okay. And we went to your house, I and I just know. turned up there, and we were playing. I probably fucking hated you, because <laughs> I hated when people just turned up. I normally had a house with no parents in it until about 8 o'clock at night, so I would always get people coming over, and I'd just be like, go away, for fuck's sake, I don't want you here. I what think it should be stated here? that Asa doesn't like people. Yeah, yeah. There's you're, like five people in the world he can stomach. If you're listening to this, you're going to soon, soon find out that... He I hates every single one of you. Don't hate... I don't hate everyone, because... Just like most. Yeah, no, I hate most people. I do, with a vengeance. I just... See, where most people will be, like, neutral towards new people, new friends, and new anyone they haven't met, You're neutral towards them until you either form a like for them or form a hatred for them. I start off with that hatred. I see someone and the first thing I think is, I hate you, prove me wrong. I did. Most, yeah, you're lucky. Most of the time, those people don't prove me wrong and I still hate them. Continue the story now? Yeah, continue. Uh, So we got to your house and I probably was endearing enough to you because I was nervous and I was like I don't know this person's house why am I here don't know this person's house don't know this person and so I started playing the Wii because you just got it and la-di-da and then we all went home and stuff and we discovered we lived literally five minutes from each other and started walking to school together and we that became friends and that is exactly what happened okay and then we were in the same math class that yeah. as well I'm going to tell my side of that story. From, I can't, I literally can't remember any of that happening, so that's 
a good start to the origin story of this podcast. I don't remember it. <laughs> but what I probably was thinking at that time is, so you, so they turned up anyway, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Why have you come to my house? Why have you come here to have fun? You bastards. I hate you all. Even though those people were my friends, I was just like, why are you in my house? This isn't, this isn't what friends do. Fuck off. But anyway, so I let it slide. You came in. I was just like, who the fuck is this prick? Who's this new little motherfucker that came in? I, I should point out, I was twenty as well. Yeah. So little was... Yeah. Um, and so you came along, and I was just kind of like, oh, who is this new guy? Oh, I don't like him. Then I found out you lived near me, and I was like, oh, I can walk to school without being by myself and getting really fucking bored on the way. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have someone to walk to school with. And even though I already had two other people that I walked to school with every day, Kamani, my neighbour, who will be on future podcasts, and Harold, somebody that went to our school that I also found out and made friends with because he lived near me. Because I needed people to walk home and to school <laughs> with. Basically. I was, that's my way of finding friends. I'm just like, okay... So, do you live near me? No, you're going the opposite way. Oh, well, I don't really want to speak to you now. Oh, you're going to walk me home? Good, let's go. Come on, new friend. <laughs> it so, did help as well that, like, your house was on the way to mine. Yeah, my house was on the way to multiple people's houses, so I was just like, awesome, I've got a plethora of people I can walk home and to school with. So that's probably what I thought. I probably just wanted to up my chances. Because there's some times where, like, Harold or Kamani would be ill, or they would be late, and I'd have to leave without them. So if I had... Three people that I could possibly walk to school with. Sometimes there'd be a group of four of us walking to school. Sometimes there'd be two of us. I wanted to just increase my chances not walking by myself, pretty much. And I'm sure that is how our friendship started. Uh, it did help as well that I didn't want to go to school on my own either. Oh, there we go then. Because before that, I used to not go your way, I used to go the you other way. You used to go a completely different way, yeah. which I always found really stupid. Like, it was possibly. But yeah, that's but, but anyway would have been faster if you're by yourself. Yeah. You walk at like ten fucking miles an hour. Oh no, dead air! It happened. It happened. It happened. Seven minutes and fifty-two seconds in, it happened. Dead air. So that is talk about when we were meeting for the first time. So we started walking to school together. No, no, because like the next day you were like, oh yeah, I'd be at my house at twenty past eight. And you 10. left your house at, like, ten past. Yeah, I left my house at ten past. Well, you told me twenty past eight. I was like, uh, okay, I got to your house. Maybe I didn't like you. Maybe I was just like, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, we can walk to school together. Twenty. Yeah, just meet at twenty past eight. That's fine. And then I just left at ten past eight, knowing that you were going to be there ten minutes later. And then, um, yeah, I caught up to you somewhere. I think you guys went to the bakery or something. Probably. There was a bakery. bakery. Amazing. On the way to our school that we kind of had to go into all the time just because it was so fucking nice. That's amazing. And now I no longer live in that area. And, and I, the depression on your face is yeah, evident from... And I can, I can never... See well, I say I can never go to that bakery again. I can, can go if I visit people, but... When, visit when am I going to visit people? <laughs> if we had breakfast this year, you could have. Oh, yeah, let's but talk about that. But that would be, like, almost impossible. Let's talk about that for the a depression is the depression is of not going to Fright Fest. We've been to Fright Fest for the last three years. Three years? Festival party. I mean, I get sick and I get tired and I don't take the full thing. Asa hasn't missed a day. Yeah. So if you're uninitiate, uninitiated and you don't know what Fright Fest is, is look it up. Well, I'm not explaining it. Don't no. I'm explaining you're it. Don't look it up. Don't stop listening to this <laughs> just because the other one told you to look it up. Keep listening to me, and I'll tell you what it is. Then you don't have to read. That's much better. So basically, it's a five-day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five-day horror film festival that goes over bank holiday weekend um, in August. End of August, normally around the 26th, 27th. And basically, they just show, they've got loads of premieres, they've got loads of director Q&As, and myself being a big horror fan and wanting to be director of horror films it is an awesome awesome place to go and I think I first found out about it the year I turned 18 and I turned 18 after it had already been on 
And so I found out about it and was just like, oh my god, this sounds so amazing. I want to go to this. What? Why have I never heard about it? And then I realised you can only go if you're over 18. And I was like, oh shit. But I had just turned 18 and so for the next year I was just like, right, I'm saving up 150 quid because that's how much the tickets cost, 150 quid, which is pretty good if you think about it. It well You have, you watch about 20 films and it's just like, for 150 quid to watch 20 films. Just over 7 quid a movie. Yeah, exactly. And you loads of free shit. Yeah, yeah, you get goodie bags of free DVDs, free t-shirts, bag, you get a bag every year. Um, and so basically, I can't remember what I was talking about now. I can't remember where I was going with this. First, um, oh yeah, so the first time, up. yeah, so go. the first time I went, thank you, this is why I have a purpose, because if I was doing this by myself, I would have not be monotonous just to hear your voice over and over again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true, it's monotonous to hear anyone's voice over and over again. That's true. Um, so I was saved up all my money, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to this thing, and then I kind of realised halfway through the year, if I go to this thing, I'm going to go by myself, aren't I? Because who's go- who else is going to spend 150 quid to go to this thing that, like, nobody, I don't know anyone else that's a major horror fan or anything. So, who's coming to this thing where you've got to spend 150 quid, you sit in a dark cinema for five days, watching horror films from about 10 o'clock in the morning till about 2 o'clock at night for, like, four and a half days. So, I was just, I was just, oh, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to go on my own. And it was the one, one time that I thought, oh, maybe I'll meet people there. And then I suddenly realised, no, I'd meet the worst kind of people there. Because there are, well, most people are fair, fair enough. Yeah, most people are fine. But there are a few, there's always the odd weirdo there. There's a, there's a guy who smells so badly that you can literally smell him halfway across the cinema. That guy's annoying. And I, I he can't, gets I can't... He gets up my nose. <laughs> I can't think what it would be like to sit next to him. Like, he looks a bit older, and he looks like he probably can't take care of himself by himself, but he shouldn't be going to those kind of places by himself, unwashed. It's just a bit like, oh, this is a bit disturbing, really. But anyway, enough about the stinky people. So, I didn't know if I was going to have someone to go with, and then, I don't even know how it happened, really. I think I was just talking to you about it, or I think you were just like, oh, what are you doing, like, this weekend, or whatever. And I was just summer. Yeah. What are you doing over summer? And I was just like, oh, well, there's this thing that I'm going to go to. And then you were just like, oh, I'll come. I want to go. <laughs> and at first, I've got to admit, I was just like, don't ruin this for me. What are you doing? What are you coming to this? This is my thing. Go away. And then I was just like, oh, no, I need someone to sit next to you that I know. Okay, you're allowed. You're allowed to come with me. And so um, got the tickets for the first year that we went. 150 quid each. Got and at that point, neither of us had any money as well. I yeah. point that out. We were both both poor. I'm not really sure how we afford. We both still lived at home. No, but I paid my mum for it. You paid my mum yeah, for it. Yeah, I had a job. I don't know whether I. I, 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 I didn't get that money. I got the money like three weeks later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, okay. So we eventually well, got it. Well done to my mum who actually Thank you went very much. there. Went there at like ten o'clock in the morning. Went all the way to like Leicester Square Empire. And, which wasn't actually that far, it was about 20, 30 minute tube ride. Yeah. So it's not that far, so not so much well done. But still a little bit well done. Just, we mean to get through your house to do thing in this part? Yeah. 20 minutes max. Yeah. But then to get out, to go to the thing. Still, well, that's not fine. It's just literally yeah. five minutes away. Anyway. Yeah. So well done to her for doing it. Thank you, you very just, much. We've just completely <laughs> diminished that. We've been like, well done. Actually, fuck you. No, you didn't do shit. <laughs> But well done to my mother who went and picked up the tickets. I believe my stepdad went as well, probably. But I can't actually remember. My mum actually gave me the tickets, so that's why I was just kind of like, she gets the praise, unfortunately, from my stepdad. But anyway, so she bought the tickets for us. We had them. Very excited. The tickets do go on sale about a month and a half before it even starts. 
which is somewhat annoying if you can't afford it like us this year. Yeah, like right now I can't afford it. I'll be able to afford it by the end of this month. Yeah, by the time it comes around, it'll be like, oh, I can actually pay for this now, but all the tickets have gone. Mm-hmm. So we got, our fi- yeah. we got our tickets in the first year, and we were getting ready to like, it kind of came towards the end of August, and we were getting pumped and ready, pumped, why did I say, I don't know why I just said that. We were getting buzzed. Buzz. Yeah, we were getting buzzed. That's worse than pumped. Pumped is better than buzzed, yeah. I'm going to keep with pumped. So we were getting pumped up about going to this horror film festival. It was the first time either of... I had never been to a film festival or anything like that no, before. No. no, you had. You'd been to... Like, like, with oh, that is a lie. The weekend before, I had been to an Empire... The, like, Empire, the well, film magazine. Too, no, it was, it was only a weekend thing. Oh, okay. Um, it was alright, it wasn't great, but it was 30 quid rather than 150. But you saw, I think we saw Step Brothers, Rock and Roller. Yeah, Rock and Roller, maybe telling about. Um, and then we just saw kind of clips from upcoming films. So we saw bits of Watchmen and like exclusive stuff and bits of Bolt, that cartoon film about the dog. Oh, is that Pixar? No, no. It's, it's Disney, but it's not Pixar. Yeah. And so we saw bits and pieces, and it was okay. Um, I've I've heard that they've improved it over like the few years. So yeah, I had been to that the week before, but I hadn't I hadn't been to a proper film festival. Like I hadn't been to a kind of five day film festival. The only thing close to it that I had been to was Film Four do this thing at Somerset House in London, where it's basically like an outside cinema, and I've gone and seen a double bill of John Carpenter's The Thing and The Descent. Oh, that'd be amazing. And it was so fucking good. It was, um, oh, it was just awesome. And I, oh, this is how I actually found out about Fryfest, because Neil Marshall, director of The Descent, when his new film was coming out, Doomsday, there was a special Fryfest screening, and it was called Neil Marshall's D-Day, and it had Dog Soldiers, one of my favourite comedy horror films ever. The Descent, one of my favourite horror films. Fantastic. And Doomsday, his new film, which I really like. A lot of people were kind of a bit down on it, but I really like it. Um, so it was those three, it was all in one, and I missed the tickets. I was too young to go anyway, but <coughs> I managed to find out about Fright Fest, and I managed to get tickets eventually, as we've told you. We've gone through that part of the story already. We need to get to actually be a yeah. now. So That's where the story was going. It comes up to maybe a week, two weeks before we're going to Fright Fest. And Adam, as you said, you had a job. Woo! Yep, you were earning money. I was just living at home being poor. Um, and so we we had kind of gotten ready to like go to Fright Fest and... It starts on Thursday night. It starts about 6 o'clock on a Thursday night. And then I found out that you weren't actually coming on the Thursday. Uh, no, no, no. I was originally coming on the Thursday. I suddenly got told I had to work the Thursday and the Friday. So, yeah. So, the first two days of the festival, I'm, I'm preparing to be on my own. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm actually going to do because I'm going to be on my own. And I was happy to go on my own in the first place, but it was a bit... I was just like, oh, I'm going with someone, this is going to be good, I'm not going to have to sit by myself and look like one of the weirdos. And then I suddenly realised, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And worse than that, is that because we had bought... like Because my mum had bought the tickets for the both of us, we had got seats together. So if I was going on my own and Adam wasn't coming with me, there was an empty seat sitting next to me, which made me look a little bit worse because we were, like, right near the front, like, fifth row, I think. Fourth row. Fourth row. We were fantastically We were, we were an E. We were A, we were Fifth row, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're in the fifth row, and if we're that close and there's a seat empty next to me, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, he must be bad to sit next to because they've already left. But luckily I managed to rope some other people that we knew into coming and I got um, a couple of, like, friends to come along for the first day 
and the second day in place of Adam. Um, and so they, like, came along and I didn't have to sit on my own. Didn't necessarily want to be with certain members of them, but whatever. <laughs> I was in a dark cinema, I didn't really care, there was someone sitting next to me. Um, and so then the third day comes along. The third day I had to be on my own for the first, like, two, three films, I think. I think you uh, missed... I got, I got there at about half one. Yeah, and I think you I think you missed the first two films. I worked on Saturday as well. Yeah. But Saturday was only a few hours. So. Only a half day or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not going to be open. Exactly. So, so, yeah, so I missed... So, we've spent 150 quid on these tickets, and he's already missed the first half of it. I two missed half days, of it. yeah. Yeah, of four and a half days, he's missed one and a half of the days. So there's three days left, and... He fight like he turns up halfway through that day, and so eventually we get to it, and it's fucking amazing. Like we love, it was so good. I uh, loved first every year minute was of it. Brilliant as well because the, there was a couple next to us, and the woman was pregnant, <coughs> and she just had to leave one day. She went in labour. It wasn't a sim or anything, but she, she just took, disappeared at one point at, uh, um, at the end of one movie. And then for the rest of the weekend, we had like seats next to us empty, and we could spread out. And, because at that point, you're getting tired of sitting cramped and having the person in front of you lean back on your knees and you just move around. Oh. Yeah, we had four seats to ourselves. Yeah. Although there was one point where I noticed people had obviously spotted that there was empty seats sitting next to us and so they had crept from the back and sat next to us and I was just like, you bastards. No, no, you're no, taking no. us. That happened twice and then I started putting my bag there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once we started putting bags there, just like annoying German tourists on a fucking swimming pool beach lounger, we managed to just secure those seats for our extra legroom. Going back to um, European tourists, that stupid French woman. <laughs> oh my god! We had our hands up for a question. Yeah, I'm not the biggest like um, film holic. I I had questions to ask them. Okay, and we should preface this by saying. At the end of a lot of the films, directors and cast would turn up, and you, there was normally, like, a quick kind of Q&A. Five minutes. Yeah, like, a couple of questions. But mo- most of the time, if someone asked a question, you would get something for it. So you'd get, like, an exclusive poster, or, or, or a, DVD. a t-shirt, or a DVD, or something like Stuff that. Stuff you'd want. And yeah. So it kind of encouraged more people to get a question. And there was this French woman that... And it's not... She's not annoying because she's French. Let's let's start. We're, that we're off not now. racist. Well, now we are that you said that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so it wasn't that she was French that annoyed us. It was the stupidity of her questions. So much so that the directors and that cast was, that, didn't even understand. That wasn't the only point uh, that annoyed me. It was the fact that every time she put her hand up to ask a question, she got picked, and she started every question with, "I am a French cinema goer." Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, was awesome. a miracle she was there. Yeah. It like, was we were all privileged to have someone French and a cinema in front yeah. of us. Someone who had been to a film, or was a film-goer, as she liked to say, and was French. Why that mattered, I don't know. And why she kept getting picked... I don't know. I don't know, because I, over the weekend, she probably asked four or five questions. And that's more... I mean, you're lucky if you get one. Yeah. Most, I mean, like, there was one day after every... Um, Movie, we both have our hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, front, we were visible, we were at the edge of the road, so it's easy to get to us. Yeah. And Just we got nothing. Never be picked, I've never been from Russian. No, neither, right. Of my three years of going, three years right, going it got to a point where I kind of just gave up because I was just like, I'm never, yeah, they're never gonna. Last gonna year wouldn't have happened, we were too. In, we were too in, yeah, in we were the row. kind of middle of the row, and so we were just a bit secluded from it. I'll see it's last year a good time. Yeah, our seats every year have been really good. We've got, we've always got seats, um, with that, yeah, first like five, six, seven rows, yeah. And if you've never been to Empire in Leicester Square, it is expensive, but I recommend you go because it's so good. It's such an amazing cinema. It is. Like, that screen one is so big. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest cinema It's the biggest cinema screen, yeah, non-IMAX, yeah. Non-IMAX, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is the biggest kind of nice cinema screen that you can go to, and the seats are really, really nice. The sound, oh my god, the sound is amazing. The sound is, everything is really good in there. It's a great place to host a festival. It is. And so, yeah, 
we had gone to this thing and always trying to ask questions. And I think in the first year, what were the films in the first year that you remember the most and that you liked the most? Human Centipede was there. I remember that. Was that first year? That was first year. Human Centipede was first year because... I didn't like it. Sammy never saw it. Yeah, it was just that... Let me just preface, Sammy is my better half. And she, yeah, and she has been to the last two Fright Festivals. So we went to one. We went to one before in, university. We went to one in two thousand and nine. When we turned, when I turned eighteen, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, because I turned eighteen in two thousand eight, you in two thousand nine, and so we went to the two thousand nine one. We went to two thousand ten and two thousand eleven, and we can't go to this year. So I'm going to try and get like day passes. Day passes, yeah. They also offer, so you can buy the one hundred and fifty quid weekend pass, but they also offer day passes. Day passes, where individual you can, one where you can just watch one movie. Yeah, individual tickets are a bit of a rip off because you pay about thirteen quid for one film, whereas you could pay whereas you pay one hundred and fifty. This year they're showing forty three films in total. They've got three screens open. Main Discovery and where's the other one then? Main they've got a main screen where they show all the big kind of releases yeah, they've got premiers. the Discovery screen which is about 30 people maximum yeah it's like less than I that. think it's no I think it's a 50 it's 50 yeah I think so oh okay um, let's see Colin yeah and it's where they show a lot of the much smaller budget films than a lot of like kind of smaller films um, the stuff that the bigger audience wouldn't want to work, like yeah find what is yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and there's normally like quite good films on there they oddly had fanboys there at one point. Um, yeah, I didn't see it. Though. We got the DVD like yeah, the next year. Third year. Um, but yeah, they had fanboys one year, which is a, if you haven't seen it, is a really good film, really funny film, and it's just a, it's basically just this love Star Wars film. Um, and I don't know why they had it at a horror film festival, but I don't really well, care because I mean fun. I got to see it. Um, some of the really good oh two there were three other really good discovery screen things that I saw and remember. Um, this film called Best Worst Movie. Which oh, is, yeah, I remember seeing that Which well. is a documentary about Troll 2, which before um, The Room came along, which is now the quoted best, yeah, so do I, the best worst movie out there. Troll 2 was the best worst movie, the, mo- the most terrible movie you could find that you can watch and enjoy it so much. And it is really fun. And Best Worst Movie, the documentary, is about the child star um, going back and finding all the actors and talking to all the people who made it. And then they go to, like, the uh, convention. Yeah, there's a lot of Troll 2 screenings in America and stuff like that. And they go to conventions and sign stuff. And it's, it's a really, really good documentary, really fan-service documentary. And so... That was a great Discovery screen film. So that, Fanboys. Um, this film called The Devil's Business, which is, I think it was that, it was last year. Um, oh, okay, it was, one, it was probably... It was one of the ones you missed. I think it was the last yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the last day, because myself and Sammy went to two Discovery screen things that day, and they were both really, really fucking good. The Devil's Business, basically, two hitmen go to this house to kill someone and satanic stuff slowly starts to happen but there's it's a lot it's a kind of heavy dialogue film and it's kind of mostly these two hitmen just talking to each other as tension builds and it's really really good and I still haven't found it on DVD or anything like that but um, I hope it's on DVD I haven't actually looked for a while but the other film was this film called Rabies which is the first ever Israeli slasher film, and it is so, so good. It is so amazingly fucking awesome. I loved it. I think last year it was one of my favourite films from the last year of Fight Fest, and there were some really good last films. Last year was awesome. I mean, there were some really there good were some films. films that you just... The Chillerama should have been great, but there were some of them. Yeah, Chillerama was there. Great. Innkeepers, Amazing. I loved Innkeepers. Innkeepers um, and I'm a massive Ty West House of the Devil fan, so Innkeepers was just, I loved it. It was. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil was that year. I, I, I didn't see it there, but I've seen it since. It's that so movie good. is hilarious. It's so good. Um, I loved Rabies as well. 
Devil's Business was amazing. It there was a lot of good films last year. We are only naming five. It doesn't. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 twenty. <laughs> I, I enjoyed like Fright Night as well. I mean, it wasn't like Fright Night, but it was enjoyable. Fright Night. My favourite thing about Fright Night was the country version of Jay Z's Ninety Nine Problems right yeah. at the end. That was my favourite bit of that film, which I don't know what it says about that film. I mean, it's not a bad film. I'll put out there, but it's one of those films that you can enjoy. I don't know. I think it's a bad film. Have you ever seen the original? No, I haven't seen the original. But that's because that's, that's, that's why. That's why the original Fright Night is one of the Final best Destination. comedy. Co- Final Destination Five. I am a massive Final Destination that's fan. Amazing. I love all the Final Destination films, even four, which isn't that great, and even like looking back at them, one is really good as just a kind of good horror film. And then they start getting more and more ridiculous. Three, I have a special connection to. Um, and five is really, really good. I, I really enjoyed it. five. That, that was it had great time, 3D as well. Yeah, it was the first night. It had great 3D as well. They, they used that 3D more than anything. Else. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, because four is, was in 3D as well. But it was like the crap 3D. But, no, no, it was like the same 3D. Oh, they just didn't do it as well. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if it was filmed in 3D, whereas I'm pretty sure 5 was filmed. I could be completely wrong, but uh, it's 5 like must it be, because you have, I mean, spoiler warning now, the bit on the bridge where she, and oh, fly out of your head, not really yeah. a spoiler, but kind of, not really it's a bridge now. If you've ever seen Final Destination, you know what's that, yeah, if you've never seen it, then you know there's a bridge, which you find out in the first 10 minutes, yeah. Um, but basically, it play basically, play. a woman gets impaled on a yacht, and, and it comes at your face. Yeah, and it comes right at you. And then there's the uh, gymnast girl when she, she comes flying at three of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The 3D in Finders and Five is actually well. really good. It's really, really good. That's the kind of 3D that I really like. The 3D where the old kind of eighties cheesy three D where Wait. shit just gets thrown at you. All this like oh, we're using just smashing glass. The opening I credits are awesome. The opening credits, did you know that the opening credits host all the deaths that have happened? Yes. Well, not all of them, but uh, a lot, lot of the yeah. deaths that have yeah. happened in the other films, so they, like, reference things to them. It was just... Yeah, which awesome. is a great thing. Um, what else was there? Final there? Destination 5 was... Well, we get to the very first year. What was there? there? It was Monsters there? First, no, Monsters second was year. the second year? I enjoyed that. I want to say the second year we went, not the second year of Fright Fest. <laughs> Because Actually, we should point this out. We went to... We started going at the 10th anniversary. We did. We went to the 10th, the 11th, and the 12th. And the 13th is this year. Yeah. Breakfast the 13th. <sighs> which is going to... Is, I've already seen that it's got the third wreck film, which is fucking awesome. The second year had Hatchet 2, didn't it? Yes. Or was that the, the first year? The first year had the very first Blu-ray showing of An American World from London. And that was the very first time I'd ever seen that film. And it's so amazing. It's true. And we got to see Thriller. We did, yeah, we got... Blu-ray. That was very HD. weird. We got to see the... There was some lost footage of Thriller, and it was a 45-minute making of film um, with John Landis, director of American World in London, and the Thriller music video. Michael Jackson, if you don't know, but I'm sure 90% of you do. Um, and so, yeah, we got to see that 40... And it was a, suppo- it was a supposed surprise... That everyone had been told about. That everyone had kind of figured out because the new, it had leaked to the like papers or whatever, and so everyone had kind of found out about it, um, and so it happened. But they did a really weird thing and showed it right before the last film, and the last film was set to start at midnight. Yeah. And it was like a two-hour film, and it didn't start until one o'clock, and that film was black. Oh my, yes. Which, if you've never seen, spoilers, spoilers, it is, well, before I get into spoilers, it's a heist film with somewhat of a twist. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. But what I'm about to say, these spoilers that I'm about to tell you, is going to convince you more so to actually go and watch it. I will suggest this as well. Do what we did and see it at a ridiculous hour when you're half asleep. Yeah. It just seems a little bit more unrealistic. And like Ace said yesterday when we were discussing this, um, he wouldn't believe he'd watched it if I hadn't seen the same thing. Yeah, I kind of came out of that film thinking... What? Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure if... I started watching this heist film and then suddenly fell asleep 
and started to dream some wacky shit <laughs> that happened. And then I spoke to Adam about it, and that's he. I maybe he dreamed the same wacky shit, but that's too coincidental. Yeah. And we're like, we've, we're like yeah. It. We've kind of come to the conclusion that wacky shit actually happened in that film. And basically, the wacky shit that happens is... I'm not actually sure what happens. Say they, that. Get, they get into a big chainsaw. Yeah. The main main character turns into a lizard and, or a lion no, at some no, point. He, he's a lion. She turns into... She t- the main female character turns into a, like... Panther? Yes. Yeah, she's and, a panther. And the antagonist, he just suddenly turns into Voldemort. Yeah. It's very, very weird, and I'm still not sure to this day what happened. I saw it a couple of years ago now, and I'm not really sure what's happened. Because, I mean, it started off as a um, high school, but it was a pretty decent one. It was French, yeah. I believe it was. Yeah, it's, it, well, it was... France, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, black French cinema, yeah. so kind of like, um, Afri- like French-African cinema. There is a proper word for that, but Afro-French cinema, maybe? That doesn't sound right. It well, is, well, it's, it's Af- like it's Afro, yeah, and like Afro Caribbean and stuff like that, and so. Anyway, moving on from this, and yeah. um, in, in, in the beginning of it, it doesn't fit in a bright best. The end of it definitely does. It's just a weird and the back to first year movies. Frank that Frank was Girl versus Vampire Girl. Oh yes, that is that was first. Year. That was first. That year. was the most messed up but amazing thing. That is a very racist film as well. Where it's, they have characters you know why? black up. I, 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 I um, read an article about this. Stuff like that was actually happening in Japan. Yeah. And they were mocking it. Yeah. They weren't being racist. They yeah, were yeah, kind yeah. of taking the piss out of everything else. I see what you mean. They did also in that film have a... Because it's set in a school. Let's yeah. start this. It's set in a school. And there is a suicide club. Just going to let that sit for a minute. There was a club <laughs> dedicated... That's, yeah, that's my favourite bit. There's a club dedicated to people committing suicide, and they would practice committing suicide or like on themselves. Well, not committing and suicide, would, more just just self harming. Self harming. Yeah. Okay. So it was a self harming club. Yeah, no point they kill themselves. No, but they were getting ready for a suicide competition or a self harming competition. competition. And I remember seeing that, and another film that was shown quite late in the evening, like one of the final films of an evening where they show you a film at about midnight and it finishes at two and you're just a bit like, um, I'm not really sure what I'm watching here. <laughs> this is very strange. Right, best tends to do that. I remember the last year we had Theatre Bazaar. Theatre Bazaar was an odd film. And Theatre Bazaar was an anthology film. Um, one, I think one of the films was directed by Tom Savini who, if you know horror films, is one of the most famous makeup artists in horror. He did all the effects for the original, like, Friday the 13th and Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that. And he is very, like, he's a very kind of, like, icon. If you've ever seen Dust Till Dawn, he plays the character Sex Machine. Um, if he's, in, he's in quite a lot of horror films as well, but he's the kind of person that if him and someone like... Steven Spielberg went to a horror film festival, Tom Savini would be more popular. Yeah. Because he is massive. And he... I don't know if it was his first ever directing. It probably wasn't. He's probably done stuff before. But um, biggest thing. Maybe, yeah. It wasn't that big. But I don't really know. Um, but basically, he, he directed one of the anthology... One of the kind of short films in the anthology, Theatre Bazaar. And watching it, it was just kind of like, oh, this... This isn't actually very good. It wasn't a film I actually enjoyed, I don't think. Well, I say I don't think. I know I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think it was very good. It wasn't. I, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I don't think anyone enjoyed it in that No, it was, it was the first night, I think. The very first late showing. Yeah. And the first night is never... I always find the first day... Now, the Thursday is... They only show... It's not a full day. They show three... They start at six o'clock show a 6 o'clock film, a 9 o'clock film, and then a le- like 11 o'clock film. Or a 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and an 11 o'clock film. And those tend to be not... Those tend to be for general audiences. Yes. Anyone can walk in. Like, um, Final Destination was this year. Yeah, Final Destination. Uh, uh, in the Dark, was it? Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. That was there. Uh, it was okay. It was I, I like the little creepy monsters. I like monsters. I didn't like it when it suddenly but, started speaking. 
Yeah. That kind of took a bit of the, well, they sentient. That's kind of boring now. Yeah, like, I like the little kind of design of the creepy monsters, but the film itself, I don't think, was that great. No. Um, Hatchet 2 was an opening night film, wasn't it? Yes. But that was very much fan service, because Hatchet 2, um, directed by Adam Green. Love him. Yep, same with uh, Hatchet 1, and um, the camera operator at the moment is actually directing Hatchet 3. Mm. I think they've I think they've just finished filming it. Um, Adam Green still, he wrote it and he's still producing it and he's still very involved in it. But the camera operator from Hatchet 1 and 2 has now kind of graduated and become the director of Hatchet 3. Which I find really interesting and I think that's really good. Like, well done to him. Um, and that's mainly because Adam Green now has his own TV show on the American channel Fearnet. Um, and it's this show called Holliston. Um, and it's based, Holliston, I'm pretty sure, is the town he grew up in, in Boston, I want to say. But I could be completely wrong. But basically, Holliston is kind of him and director Joe Lynch. It's there, it's kind of like a TV show, which they're both in, and they play budding horror filmmakers. And it's kind of very, um, autobiographical for Adam Green, as he kind of worked in a, ad, um, like, making agency, and he would make video, like, he, no, he was a commercial maker for, kind of, like, the kind of commercials that, on American TV, you'd see at, like, midnight, and that kind of thing, and him and his director of photography, Will Barrett, I think his name is, they would, they worked together, and they started taking the equipment that they were, the studio or company that they worked for had, and they would just take it and film their own stuff, uh, and they, I think they eventually got fired because they got found out. And so Holliston is basically a TV show that's very kind of like autobiographical to that stuff. Mm. Um, and it's, so, where was I? Adam Green, that's it. So Adam Green is, um, he's the director of Hatchet and those kind of films, and he... He kind of, him and uh, Joe Lynch, who directed Wrong Turn 2, which is actually really good. I really like Wrong Turn 2. Like, I thought the first one was alright. It's got Eliza Dushku in it, Faith from Buffy, so I was just like, okay, I'm in. I'm watching that film, then if she's in it. And it's it's, it's alright. It's kind of your run-of-the-mill, like, hillbilly killer films, hillbilly killer inbred freak films. But Wrong Turn 2 is a really kind of back-to-the-80s sequel, um, kind of like more gore, more craziness, and it is, it is actually really good. I, really, I prefer it to the other one, to the first one. And so Joe Lynch directed that, and he's got a film coming out called The Knights of Bad Aston, oh, which looks really cool. Which and that's really just... Fun. Geeky, nerdy. Yeah. So you've got we've got Danny Pudi. It's got Danny Pudi from Community. Community. Peter Dinklage from, from Game of Thrones. Starfleet. Which Peter Dinklage from is, yeah, Summer Glau from Terminator, Firefly, Serenity. What name it? Um, who else has it got? Is I can't remember. I can never remember his name. But yeah, from Trooper. Oh, it's got yeah. The uh, who who is also in Red Hill, and that wasn't terrible. A film I really liked Red Hill. I, I, I thought it was a good. Um, I think it's because it's, it's a good thriller film. Because it kind of wasn't what everything else was. It yeah, was. it's not your straight up kind of horror killer film. It is. It's, a it's an Australian kind of. And it's a, it's very kind of like back to what the old kind of Australian horror films were like, and it's kind of like that kind of tense building film rather than yeah. just like look at all that blood. And like I think it's really good. But back to Adam Green and Joe Lynch. So for the year, I think it was the year before we went. Um, wrong turn, or maybe the year before that even. Wrong Turn and Hatchet were shown at the same Fright Fest. Adam Green and Joe Lynch soon after that became kind of Fright Fest mascots. They are synonymous with it in this country. Yeah. They're, they Every year we've been there, they've, had these, they've been there at least three days. Yeah. Like, every, um, the first, I think... I mean, the first year we went, they did Road to Fright Fest, didn't they? That was the second Road to Fright Fest. Because the first Road to Fright Fest was the year before we went, 2007. The second Road to Fright Fest was 
the year that we, the first year we went, third Road to Fright Fest and final Road to Fright Fest was the second year we went. Yeah. And the Road to Fright Fest is basically a kind of, it's them faux-documenting their trip to Fright Fest from America. And the first one is a Twilight Zone film homage. The second one is American Wolf in London. And the third one is Blair Witch. Yeah. All really good, all really funny. They, I think they take it in turns to direct, like, each short. They're, like, two, three minutes an episode. And it's basically just before the nine o'clock film in the big screen every night, there is a road to Fright Fest. Um, And this year, they did, well, I say this year, the last year that we went, they did something different, which I, I quite liked, actually. And they basically had just John Carpenter homages, and there was, like, I think four, there was four or five, there was five different directors, and they each directed a kind of John Carpenter homage, so one of them did a Thing homage, one of them did an Escape from New, yeah. New York homage, and so there was all those films. Um, I think I only saw two of them, actually. I missed a day, and I missed one evening, so I only saw two Yeah. And then I know for one of them I was in the Discovery screen and they don't show them in the Discovery right. screen. Disappointing. Which is disappointing, but then it was, I could either see this film called A Lonely Place to Die or Rabies. Or a 30 second little bit that was on the main screen. Yeah. No, 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 A Lonely Place to Die was on the main screen. Oh, okay. And so it would have had the, like, um, John Carpenter homage before it. Uh-huh. And then Rabies was on the Discovery screen. And I'd heard about Rabies before because it was the last night. And I was just like, oh, well, I'll miss the John Carpenter thing. But I don't really care about A Lonely Place to Die. I don't even really know what it was about. I think from what I could see from the posters in the maybe ten seconds I watched of the trailer, it was about someone climbing that got lost or something like that. I don't really know. And I didn't really care, to be honest. I wanted to watch Rabies. And Rabies is amazing. It could be one of my favourite Fight Fest films ever. It's so good. I so loved that film. And I think the great thing was as well was the, uh, the two directors came out afterwards and they talked about it. And they were really kind of like friendly and they were really good and talking about it. And because it was the Discovery screen, uh, there wasn't that many people in there uh, because obviously it was the last film and it was the last night. And so they like most people gotta stay in the main screen because they have a big like goodbye and all that kind of stuff and so the discovery screen was fairly it was about half full watching rabies and um the directors like came out afterwards and there was uh, a little like q and a and they talked about stuff and they it was a very odd q and a because they actually asked the audience questions because there was so few of us, nobody put their hands up. And then I started answering questions, and I was talking. I was just like, "This is the only time anyone's ever listened to me. What's going on?" And it was amazing. Like, and that film just it just made the film better because they were so good about it, and they were so kind of like talk, just talkative about it. They were human. Yeah, exactly. And they did explain why it was called Rabies, and I can't remember now. But because rabies has nothing to do with the film, like they had a reason the disease it. rabies has nothing to do yeah. with it, and I think it's a translation error because I think it's like um, it's something like don't quote me on this because this is probably wrong, but it's something like the word it, um, for fear in Israeli is the same as the word for rabies. Okay. Something like that. And so when it got translated into English, um, the title was called Rabies. But nonetheless, fucking awesome film. Just, I fucking love it. And it's been, it's been fucking, it's been ages. It's been almost a year. It would have been, in August, it would have been a year since we saw it. Still no, I still haven't heard any news of it coming out on DVD. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the kind of film that's been a big festival film, um, because I, like, the two directors, I follow them on Twitter, and they, and I see, like, kind of, not, not really, really often, but every now and again, I see them talk, like, kind of advertising, like, 
oh, Rabies is going to be at this festival in, like, New York, and this festival in Boston, this festival in, like, Manchester or whatever. And so they kind of... I don't think about TV Yeah, um, and I remember somebody actually asked the question when we were at the screening, and they were talking about, oh, it's actually quite hard to get the rights, like, they haven't sold the rights for the DVD to show it yet, they've just got the kind of, um, like, festival rights or whatever, or something like that, so they're just kind of showing it around the festivals, and hopefully, I I hope it eventually comes to DVD here, or at least DVD in America, so that I can buy it and play it on my region free DVD player. Yeah. Like, I just want to own that film on DVD because I loved it so much. This is going back to your earlier question now. Um, you asked my favourite film from the first year. Trick or Treat? I have... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I completely forgot about that. But it's... Okay, I just remembered another film as well. So we're going to go to Trick or Treat in a sec. Yeah. Dead Snow. Dead Snow is very good. I love that. Dead Snow Norwegian? Norwegian. Norwegian. Troll under both Norwegian. Norwegian. Both only Norwegian films I've seen. Oh, that's that. Yes. And I own oh. both now as well. Nice. I don't yeah. own Troll Hunter. I own Dead Snow though. I, I, I bought Troll Hunter the moment it came out a week later at work. Okay. I used to work at Sainsbury's, which is ridiculously stupid because I knew the pricing went down. It went down to like six quid on Blu-ray. Oh, like twenty-two. That's in pretty a week. bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you bought it for twenty-two. No, no, I bought it on normal DVD for like eight. Oh, okay. Oh, but I thought like I want it. It was not gonna be hit wrong. I don't yeah. see giving it in. And then I sold loads of them. People just kept buying it. So I mean, it, I think I kind of. Encourage um, customers by at the same time. So I occasionally shop for like, oh, do you watch any of these? Yeah, get that one. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah. Trick or treat. Just going back to Desno for a minute because we introduced yeah, yeah, it, and then we started talking about Troll Hunter. <laughs> so Dead Snow is basically um, Nazi <laughs> zombies on a ski retreat in yeah. Norway. Yeah, and it's it's very like one of the characters is is a horror film fan and he is the kind of, like he is the audience. Yeah. He is the one making Indiana Jones references, Evil Dead references and stuff like that. And um it is a really like fun film. It is weird thing, the D V D is very, very loud. It, it is. is. I know it's it's very weird. I like um in the first year of uni because it was the first year that we saw it, it was the first year we saw it like literally about a month before we had to go to uni. Okay, so it was um, the first year of uni that I bought it, probably. I, I think, yeah, I, it came out <coughs> around December-ish. I remember buying it around about then. Yeah. December, January. Yeah, so it kind and of... just showing the people going to see me. Exactly, and I, I remember showing it to Sammy, um, and we sh- we had all... we Okay, we should probably state this. Just after Fright Fest that year... We we split up and went off to uni. I was in Bedford, and you were in. I was in High Wycombe. Um, so we both used to live in London. Literally, and we left about London. Two minutes from each Yes, and then we moved fucking far away from each other <laughs> like fools. But so eventually, like you know, I met Sammy at uni, and that when she comes onto the podcast, that that's another story. That's another story that we'll save for another time. But so eventually, got to the point where I was showing her like all the kind of. I was basically trying to... Com- I was like, look, there's this thing, Fright Fest, we should go. <laughs> you should come with me here. And I bought a load of Fright Fest films. Like, I had already got... I think I would already got House... No. Yeah, House of the Devil I had already got. Um, I had already got... What else was out that... that for? Trick or Treat. I Trick or Treat. That was yeah. the first thing I bought. Yeah. Um, and then I think you bought Trick or Treat for me for my birthday. Yeah, I did. For the first year I was at uni, yeah. Because it came out really quickly. And... I love Trick or Treat. I still, I have, I'm staring at it right now. But that is perhaps one of my favourite creature designs of all time. Yeah. I, we're not looking at an actual creature. We ha- I have a figure, um, an action figure of the kind of, is it the Jack? killer, no, Sam. Sam. The killer of, uh, in the Trick or Treat films, and it's awesome. It's one of my favourite figures that I own. Um, and I bought it because I bought it while we were at Fright Fest. Yeah. Because when they were talking about Trick or Treat, they um, the director came out and the director was he wrote he co-wrote X Men Two, and Brian Singer, the director of X Men One and Two, produced Trick or Treat, and so the director came out and spoke to us about it and was talking about how 
it's not getting proper cinema distribution, which really annoyed the whole of. I mean, it's everyone. Insane. I think it was the remake of Friday the Thirteenth that came out. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, they went for that instead because people knew about it, and yeah, that really got everyone's everyone's because no one likes remakes there. No, well, you say that I, I haven't do, seen it. I do own the remake of Friday the Thirteenth, but I am just a big Friday the Thirteenth fan, so. Um, but you can see on everyone's face if you look around, just they were like, there was. I hate Warner Disapp- Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers were the company that were distributing it, and there was disappointment among everyone the fact that this amazing because I own this Friday that's dwindling. Yeah, and I I own Fright Fest. Fright Fest. I wish I fucking owned Fright Fest. That would be amazing. Yeah, it'd just be in my house. No, I own the Friday Thirteenth remake, and it's all right. Like I can sit the first kind of 20 minutes the best bit the most inventive kills and stuff like that and then like he burns someone in a sleeping bag over a campfire that's, it. that's pretty fucking inventive did you have him as well just no <laughs> unfortunately um, but yeah so the, the beginning of it I actually quite like and then it kind of gets a bit boring later on um, and they try and combine the first three original Fright, Friday the 13th I keep wanting to say Friday first they um, keep they combine the first three Friday the 13th films pause there for a minute um, into the remake and like kind of put it into this one film and put all the mythology into one film and um, I don't know why I'm explaining it because Trick or Treat is so much better don't go and watch Friday the 13th remake watch, watch Trick, or Trick or Treat yeah because that film is amazing it and is. so the director came out and was talking about the film and he was basically talking about how Warner Brothers weren't going to distribute it properly, but they had obviously given some budget towards marketing because these figures, had been, these action figures, had been made of the um, like killer in the film. Sam. I kind of want to say antagonist, but you just know, yeah, you just love him. He's Trick or Treat is an anthology film, and he is the thing the that connects all everything, the anthologies. Yeah. yeah, he is one thing that's in everything, and like. The old thing is, it's not an anthology film where it's like, it's not like Creepshow, where the first 15 minutes or 20 minutes is this, then the next film, and then the next film, and then it's, it's one film that just flows. Yeah, it flow, it's got four stories in it, and it's bas- it is an anthology film, but it doesn't majorly, like, it doesn't have the massive splits in between. Mm. It's not like, this is the end of this story. Now, this, it takes place over one night, and it's got, over one Halloween night, and it's just got four stories that intertwine with each other. And the Sam mascot is the thing that kind of connects them all. I've always thought of him as the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, he's that's what he's supposed to be. He is oh, the no, I, I managed to get something right for once. Well done. Um, and so the director comes out and is talking about it, and he's talking about how Warner Brothers got these figures made, these action figures of Sam, and I was, I was sitting there and I'm just like, oh, that sounds cool. And one of the other things I thought was really cool was, um, which they didn't actually do, so I don't know why it's that cool, but somebody asked the question and somebody was like, is um, there going to be a Sam costume on Little Big Planet? Oh, it would just work so because well. Because if you've ever played Little Big Planet, Sam kind of, his design is kind of like that, but he, he, he wears an orange jumpsuit. Sack boy, yes. Yeah, he looks like a sack boy. Oh, he, he hasn't got the ginormous head and things like that. Yeah. And it was that, and, and it's got, it was got a chocolate bar with a uh, Little Big Planet had come out. And yeah, Little Big Planet was still really big, and and so somebody asked it, and unfortunately there's not going to be one. I, I, but can, I can understand why. Yeah, so that's a cute little killing thing, and then making you more cute if you look. Yeah, exactly. They do Etsy, though. That's kind of makes no sense. I know. Um, but so they talked about. Well, the director talked about this figure that they had released, and he was saying that, oh yeah, the um, the local. Like I noticed in the local Forbidden Planet, they have them. But if you're not marketing the film, why are you making these figures and giving them for, to Forbidden Planet? so that they can sell them, because who's going to buy that figure Marketing if they wise, don't know what it stupid. is? Yeah, um, I'm a... But... I studied business at university, and for me, that looking back at that now, what you just said and realising that, so stupid! Yeah, it is ridiculous. Like, their method, their, like, model, sorry, was ridiculous. But when he started that sentence, I stopped listening <laughs> after he said... I think I had to say... They, are, they are available in the local Forbidden Planet, which was about... Five ten minutes from the cinema, 
It was in, um, if the Empire's in Leicester Square, Shaftesbury Avenue is where the Forbidden Planet is. You literally just walk up to yeah, everything you Exactly. And so, in, sometimes you get about a 20 minute gap in, a, in between two films, and sometimes you get an hour gap. And in that hour and gap. In the hour gap, I was just like, right, we're going to Forbidden Planet. And I went and I bought that sand figure because it's so awesome. It's such a great figure. And it's really good quality figure as well. That's, that's the thing I love about it. It's not a skimpy little crappy figure. It does look it's, amazing. It's an actual really good figure. And he comes with some pumpkin accessories. He's got a bloody sack of um, like candy, like sweets and stuff mm. like that. Um, and then he comes with two kind of weapon accessories. He's got a broken lollipop. A sharp, sharp broken lollipop. <laughs> Hard candy lollipop. Boiled, boiled. Boiled, boiled, that's boiled it, candy. Boiled candy. Um, and he's also got an open chocolate bar with a razor blade sticking out. So, you know, I went and I bought that and figure it's in detail. It is very well painted and detailed and that has been sitting on my desk ever since I bought that and... It was one of the... I'm a very big action figure collector. If you look around... We're in my living room at the moment. If you look around, you can see a lot of action figures. And this is not actually all of them. Uh, I mean, like, I turn my head a little bit. I count 14. Yeah. There's a math, There's a big Star Wars section right behind me. Then I've got, got Marvel. Marvel stuff on top of my Couple comics. Of Batman. I've got Bat. I'm a very big Batman fan. I've got some Lego Batman. I see a Transformer. I've got a, one Optimus Prime Transformer. But yeah, I've got they're, a Buffy figure and a Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. I've got a lot of figures. There's a Ryu. There's a Ryu. Lego Batman. Yeah. And so basically, I've got. A lot, I'm a big like. I I like to collect figures. And but stuff the thing like is, that. the majority of what we've just said are out of the way. They're not anywhere yeah. you're going to go to. Stands on his desk, right yeah. in front of where you work. Where like I sit and I write scripts and I do that kind of stuff and I edit and things like that. I can see. I've put some of my like favorite figures there, Sam, um, and some of my oldest figures, my Buffy figure from years and years, but I've lost all the weapons and accessories for, but I still have my Buffy figure, and I'm just like, this, I love it, so I'm keeping it. And my trunks from Dragon Ball Z figure that I've had for a while. Um, I've got a lot of figures, basically. We don't need to go into describing all the figures I have, but I've got a lot. And so, yeah, this this Sam figure, and I saw it, and I was just like, I need this. I need it right now. And so I bought it, like, a day after I'd seen the film. Um... And then I think we went in a couple of days later, and um, or they had like a few figures at Forbidden Planet, and I went in a couple of days later while Fright Fest was still on, and all the figures were gone. Like, I, I actually had, think he had it, I think they probably um, made them to be sold where they were playing them in festivals. I don't mm. think Warner Brothers. I don't think they're that intelligent, but no. I'm thinking at some point. It could have crossed their mind. I think it would cross my mind to be okay. We're doing that there. Let's put things merchandise nearby. Yeah, but you're probably maybe a clever bit. They probably had. Oh, them I have some level of intelligence. Yeah, they probably had them in that Forbidden Planet for about six months before Fright Fest came around. It's calling thing. Oh, have they sold? No. Yeah, but they had about yeah, they five or six, like instantaneously, and they just. I was lucky to get one, and they. No, no, no. no we actually ran there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I grabbed it as soon as I could. <laughs> there was already like, there was like two going off the shop. We took it the next day. We went back to Forbidden Planet an hour break. We're nerds. We go to comic shops. Yes. All gone when I wanted one. And I had money for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had all gone. And it was, I think that's the great thing that the director had managed to get, every, like, Warner Brothers hadn't advertised it. And they hadn't been like, oh, yeah, if you like this film, go buy this figure. The director had to literally come out on stage and be like, look. We've got these figures. I don't know why they made them, but I got a figure made from my film. That's fucking awesome. Um, so why don't you go to this shop that's ten minutes away, and why don't you go and buy it? And I think that is better than anything—a best business model that, like, we can happily end on. No, no, I want to say one last thing. No, no, it's 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 just insulting one of us a bit more. But they missed a the trick as well. Anna Paquin became big. She's in that movie. It's true. If they'd released it saying she's in the movie... It was filmed before... Before True Blood. It was filmed before True Blood, but it was released... 
after the first season of True Blood had completely finished? I thought it was during Blood, okay. No, it was, it was no, after, okay, it was after, yeah. Because I remember so I had watched the first season of True Blood. Perhaps the most watched show on TV at that point. Yeah, very big show, especially in its early season. And it could have just... And they could have done really well with it, and they didn't. Because they're idiots. Yeah. And that's where we're going to leave it now. Yeah, that's where we're going to leave it. We will get back to Fright Fest next week, and we will actually find a name for this show at some point, maybe. But that's probably quite doubtful. Thanks for listening. Wait, 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 wait. Don't stop listening. We've got more. We've got more just to tell you, just to inform you of some things that we've finally gotten around to setting up. So, we've set up our website. That's possibly where you got this from. And the website is threewordsmaxpodcast.wordpress.com. So go onto the website. That's where you can see all the latest updates, all that kind of stuff. And what else have we got? Alternatively, we've got Facebook. Uh, search Three Words Max Podcast onto Facebook. And um, yeah, there you'll find our latest little things, our little rants or whatever. I'm saying rants, it's going to be rants. Yeah. It's going to be me talking shit. <laughs> and lastly? Oh, and as well, we've also got a Gmail account. It's threewordsmaxpodcast at gmail.com. Any fan mail you want to send us, just send it straight that way. Threewordsmaxpodcast at gmail.com. Threewordsmaxpodcast.wordpress.com. And threewordsmaxpodcast on, on Facebook. Easy to find. If you listen to the show, hopefully you know what the title is. And therefore, you'll be able to find all the information that you need about where to go to annoy us and talk to us. And we will, I will respond. Guaranteed. Guaranteed response from Asa Wheatley. Non-guaranteed response from Adam, unless you swear and he will tell you to go fuck yourself. Essentially. Essentially. Now you can go. Thanks for listening.